Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group. Featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents, you'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Level Up Podcast. We have Greg Harrelson with us. It is a pre-vacation, Greg. He is uh, hanging out <laughs> with us for uh, for one last appointment for the day. So we've got an awesome conversation to have. We've got another great guest. And uh, the whole tagline, the whole theme of the show is going from agent to entrepreneur. And we've got an excellent example of someone who has done just that. Uh, but before we bring him in, let's bring Greg in and chat a little bit uh, with him. Greg, what is going on today? Well, like you said, this is pre-vacation. I've actually uh, looked at my schedule, uh, you know, this week, and I said, "Well, I'm going on vacation on Wednesday for for about a week." And the last conversation I'm going to have is going to be with my good friend uh, Juan Martinez. So I'm excited to be here and excited to just kind of chat with Juan, and especially chat in this format because we haven't really done this uh, together. So that's, right. uh, that's what's going on with me, man. It's going to be some sun and some sand pretty soon. <laughs> I was going to say we're getting Greg nice and loose and and, and relaxed yeah. right before vacation. Yeah. So hopefully the next time. I'll even have a better tan, a better tan. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to get working on that. I've lived in California for much too long. It has not rubbed off on my face. Yeah. All right. So Juan Martinez, tell everybody kind of where you're based at and a little bit about the structure of the company that you own. So uh, I own Century 21 Americana. I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, formerly Century 21 Martinez and Associates. And we made that name change last year. Um, and we've been in business for probably about 17 years as an agent, owned a Remax for probably 10 or 12 years, and then we ended up buying the Century 21 franchise in 2012. Okay. Uh, and so, then uh, you're also involved with NARP. You want to just give people a brief idea of your involvement and what that organization is all about? NARP is a National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, and uh, I started in 2008 eight here in Las Vegas, became the president locally, and then I became a national president. We did a lot of great things. And uh, I feel the, the organization is stronger, better, bigger, uh, because a lot of the ideas, a lot of ideas that I brought to the table and um, the organization is, is a great organization that serves the Hispanic community and, um, and NARP's doing great things. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in. Uh, so obviously you're re- recruiting agents and, and developing them into leaders. And that's kind of, uh, that's really the big focus, but let's, let's kind of take us, uh, take us back into your own days as a top producer. And that's kind of where me and Greg really wanted to, to start and then talk about that transition and some of the things that carry through some of the lessons that you've learned, uh, from the top producing days that carry over both into developing agents and developing yourself into the type of person that can run, uh, that level of an organization. So give everybody kind of an idea. What were you like? What was your special? Specialty and what what did your business look like when you were a top producer yourself? So I started in 01. I immediate, I was fortunate enough to get involved with the Mike Fair organization from day one. Actually, a few, a few months before I even got licensed, and um, so I was fortunate enough to have the best coaches over a 12 or 13 year span um, and working with them. A lot of the coaches that uh, Greg worked with, I worked right. with. And uh, so from day one, I took off and we did uh, something like 30 something transactions that first year, then to 60 to 90 to 130 to 200. And it kept going from there. Our best year was 584 closed transactions in 2011. Um, a lot of our business was based off of prospecting. So uh, it got to a point where 2000, by 2004, um, it was 2004, 2005. Uh, we were taking about 300, 350 listings a year. 90% of the listings that were taken were at the office. 
Um, and we were, and we were taking pretty much hundred percent of the listings, the appointments that we were on. Um, it is, uh, we just had a, a you know, a great, uh, success story doing a lot of business average about 1.5 to $1.8 million a year, uh, in closed transactions, small team, very similar to Greg Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg was actually a big inspiration for me, um, in times that he, we really didn't, we may have known of each other, but didn't really were friends. And that was probably 03, 04, 05. Um, you had Tony, uh, DeSello as a coach, um, That's for right. a long period of time as I did. And so Tony would share a lot of stuff that he was doing with you and what you were doing. And, <laughs> and, uh, we picked up on a lot of those great ideas. I think that you were probably, uh, when we designed our one small sales office in 04, uh, we designed it to do 500 transactions. It took us 10 years to get there. Um, but we got to that 500 plus transactions out of a small office with maybe three or four buyer agents. Um, you know, and we just kept a small team. We kept it tight. We were very profitable. We did a great job doing it. Yeah. Problem. That, 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 that is sm- so you were, so is, when did you make the transition to owning uh, century 21 or well, before we go there, before we go there, you were a, a, when you weren't an owner of that Remax office in, in that, uh, in those early years, were you? You were just so a real estate we, agent? Real estate agent started with Remax, and we created our own satellite office. Eventually, we okay. bought the franchise. And uh, so during my whole career, I was with Remax. In 2011, or last year, was 584 transactions. And I said, fourth quarter of 2011, I said, what is the next level for us? What, what is the next step for us? And it was two options. Either one, grow the team to 1,000 transactions, which was going to take a lot of blood, sweat, you know, and hard work. Um, or build a brokerage, teach others to be successful, teach others how to prospect and build a big army of salespeople and become the greatest sales force in the country. So we made the decision end of 2011 that we were going to um, do that. We were going to build a large brokerage. And so we've been on that mission since 2012. It took me a year to, you know, to figure out what franchise we wanted to do it with. We believe in franchises. We ended up buying Century 21 in 2012, September. And since then, in four years or so, we have grown it to somewhere around 210 agents today. Yeah. And how many, how many transactions right now are those agents? Like, what is, how, what's the transaction, number of transactions the company's doing right now? Because I think your, your, your growth is phenomenal. So, so last year, we closed about 1,400 transactions. And, and keep in mind, um, we, the, the agents have been with us for two, three, four years. They're in that 30 to 50 range of transactions. Um, but as we recruit, it takes a while to, to develop yes, an yes. agent, to have the right mindset, to, to have the right skills and discipline. So I think this year we'll probably close out somewhere around 2,100. The goal is to close 2,100 transactions. I'm confident we'll achieve that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and we'll probably end up somewhere around 280 to 300 agents. And how, how many of those, I think I know the answer is, I think it's zero. But just to, 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 for clarity, how many of those is your team? How many, is that, how many of those is your personal production? So I don't sell anymore. Uh, right. I, I made a decision yeah. in 2012 to no longer sell. So I do not list and sell properties. And um, I just did not, uh, I, I felt that I had to put all my attention into uh, developing, building, you know, a great sales force. That's where all my attention is at. 
Yeah. And, and the reason that I asked that, Matt and Juan, is that I think a lot of people, you know, um, they start uh, looking at building a team and they say, well, gosh, now I'm the CEO or the owner of this company or this team. And then they, they, they say, well, we did 1,000 transactions as a team or as a company, but the actual owner of that did the majority of those transactions. So I always like to, to kind of like remove the ownership or the team leader's transactions from the equation and say, how many deals are your people doing. So since 2012 to 2017, over 2,000 transactions, over 200 agents, I would say that's phenomenal growth. I don't know where you fall in the line of, uh, in, in, you know, in, in the hierarchy of Century 21 owners and their growth, but I'd have to say you're at the, at the top when it comes to how fast you're growing this organization. So we have in the last couple of years, yeah, we won like number one in growth um, and yeah. uh, growth in sales associates, growth in units closed or volume uh, we have. And, and again, where we're at today is nothing compared to where we are going and the plans that we have and how big we're going to build it. Uh, we're just starting. We're just having a lot of fun doing it, um, but we got big plans. You know, we have goals to develop agents to, you know, to earn you know, one platform, one phase for us is to make sure that everybody's earning 100000 plus a year. Uh, that is one big goal for us. How do we get, no matter what level of production they're at, uh, if it's new or they came doing 8, 10, 12 deals, how do we get them to 100000 plus in GCI? And then the second goal is once we get them there, that usually takes about 12 to 18 months. After that, um, within a two to three year period, how do we get them to 50 closed transactions doing 300000 plus dollars? And so that is kind of our major focus. Once we get them there to 300 plus thousand, they want to go to 500 a million, totally up to them. We'll help them out. Um, and then phase three is how to, how to build wealth with that revenue that they have. How to, how to, you know, how to get to, uh, 10 years from now be worth $10 million or $8 million. And, uh, and that's the part that we feel that we can really help them out, uh, manage their money do the right things with the money once they're earning it, build a great business, but build wealth after that. Yeah. And one of, one of the things that I find, and I, that is fantastic. And, and, you know, what just, what became very clear to me, um, and, and hopefully the audience picked up on this, that one of the significant, I would say probably the most important things that's influencing your growth, at least from my perspective, is you're really making this about the agents. You're really not making it about yourself. And I, and I think I, I remember I've had friends and I remember Thatch Nguyen said something to me one time and he started uh, using this as a quote. And he said, um, uh, I guess your, your wealth will be determined. And I don't have the quote by memory right now, but your wealth is going to de be determined by the amount of people that you actually help become wealthy themselves. Like if we just focus on them, we don't have to worry about becoming wealthy. We just have to focus on helping another enough people get what they want. You know, and I, I feel like you just said that without saying the quote. You just showed us an example of that, that uh, from a leadership perspective. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Greg. So as, as an agent, I always said, how can I serve more people? How could I, if I produce this great service, this great product, we have a great team, we actually execute, we call our sellers every week, we do an incredible service. How can I build a database of customers that we can provide that service to long-term? So I always made everything about the customer. And in return, we we're able to do two, three, four, 500 deals a year. It's the same thing as a brokerage. 
you know, I, I, I've looked at for the last year, how can I measure our success as a company? Is measuring our mm. success as a company becoming number one in the Century 21 system? Is it mm. becoming number one in our marketplace? In, in my eyes, and what I have come up with is how many, how many of our salespeople can we get to earn 100000 plus a year? So if we have 50 or 100 or 200, um, that is a way that we can measure our success and saying, look, we've made two, three, four hundred people earning a hundred to a half a million dollars a year. And that's kind of our, you know, metrics of how successful we are as a company is helping them. So everything that we do, um, is about them. Uh, our, our, uh, pillars to our company is about our salespeople. How do we make them better? How do we encourage them? How do we get them to believe in themselves to make a lot more money to do a lot more deals? So a lot of our training and a lot of our skill building is really on mindset and getting them to create a belief system that they could succeed at a very high level. That's really That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's and awesome. Juan, you mentioned something that I, I was just reading this, uh, an article the other day, more from like the software company, you know, kind of perspective and from their world, but they said something very, very similar, which is that if you're not very, very careful with the metric that you use to judge how your company is doing or how it's growing, you end up making decisions all the way down the line that can take your company off in a different path. And so you have to be very specific and very intentional about the metrics that you use to measure whether you're actually performing and growing the business the right way. And it sounds like you've been very, very specific in looking at that and, and being very intentional about the metric that you've chosen. So, so it's so true. And, and I'll tell you right now it is, how many people can we get to earn a hundred thousand plus change their lives, improve their lives, have them, you know, uh, see that they can do a lot bigger. Now mm -hmm. that is what I have come up with today. Um, yeah. can, can that change in the future? Possibly. But right now it's how, how can we get them to succeed at a very high level? And, and that to me right now is the mission of the company. And that's what we work on every day. And, and I know it's still young in the process and I don't mean to catch you off guard, but do you have an idea or a rough idea of what your per agent productivity or production levels are maybe compared to the average or where they've come from? Well, there's, there's many ways to calculate the per person production, but I would say overall we're about eight or nine. We definitely, uh, for many years, we had the highest PPP. Uh, we were in the twenties plus, and as a company continues growing bigger and bigger, that PPP is, right, is coming right. down. And so that's a, that's a working. I was going to say, the, uh, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of have to split out the, the inner circle from the outer edge of people, including the people that have just joined. And, and you really want to focus on like, if somebody has been with you for a certain amount of time, what's their production, right? Like, right. you know, somebody has been there for two plus years or something like that would be a good metric. So, so keep in mind. So let's just say we acquired a company that had, that had a per person production of three. So that mingled with our 19 that brought it down. So again, there's just all these factors that are involved <laughs> yeah. in growing it. PPP is very important to us. Um, and, and right now I'm really measuring how many agents do we have doing that 100,000 plus a year. That's mm -hmm. critically important to the company. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to take that one from you, Juan. I'm going to, you know, because what I've been doing is I've been focusing on what is my PPP, right? And and looking at per agent production, I've always been proud about the uh, the amount of production that uh, my agents do. But when you do an average, if somebody's doing 60 deals and somebody's doing two deals, then that average is, of course, maybe doesn't tell the whole story. It looks good on an average, but the person who's doing two deals, then we may actually not spend as much time with that person um, right. because we just think 
think of our average, right? So, you know, for those that are listening, I think this is just such a gold nugget that he's just dropped on us. And it's, it's asking you whether you're an individual, uh, you know, working with one or two people just on your own team, whether you're a company owner or whether you're just, um, a, an agent trying to get to the next level, ask yourself, what do we, how, how do you measure success? for your company. How do you measure it? Be very clear on you, how, how you measure it. So one, how does, one thing I was wanting to, to, to ask you, cause you did such a great job as a, as a, as a producer in real estate. And I think that influences your leadership styles and the way that you actually build a company. What would you say that if you're talking to a, a, an agent coming into the business or a, you just recruited somebody, what could you say that you did in your past that you would want that person that you're going to bring onto your company, what would you want them to do when it comes to something that you already did? So kind of taken from your past and saying, you know, what did you take from your past that, that, that it enables you to positively impact other agents? What kind of little techniques are you teaching that you actually did yourself? And I'm going to also say, what did you do in your past when you're a producer? that you didn't do so well and, and what did you learn from it? And, um, you know, and how would you convey that message to the people that you're developing? So I would say this, Greg. So as an agent, um, in the beginning, I'm working buyers, I'm working sellers, I'm negotiating contracts, I'm doing all the sales side. So little by little, I go building the team. I delegate the buyer presentation. I delegate the buyer prospecting. Um, I delegate, uh, showing properties, the whole buying side, my first couple of years, eventually delegate that and delegate it very well where I didn't have to ever do it again. Then it gave me more opportunity to prospect more, generate more business. So I'm on two or three appointments a day. I'm out hustling. I'm working 12, 14 hours a day. At some point I say, okay, let me, nego- let me, let me um, delegate the negotiating side. So that means offers coming in on the listings. We delegate that side. So I delegated that. Then it got to the point where price reductions, if you're carrying 50, 100, 150 listings, you know, calling, a, calling sellers, emotional sellers every Friday is a tough job. Eventually, I was able to delegate that, gave me more time to prospect. Um, the last thing that I was able to delegate was the listing presentation by 2004. And in the listing presentation, being able to delegate that, and that I don't recommend to, to, for everybody to do that. Um, but I was able to delegate that part. So delegating 300 appointments only gave me the opportunity to do the most important thing for me, which was lead generate. So I got to a point where um, two things, we, we were able to delegate 90% of the, the listing presentations to a listing manager, and then 90% of listing appointments we were able to get into the office, okay? And so that was a, a big win, getting expired, getting for sale by owners, getting cold calls to show up to the office versus and have, having to go out and present to them was a big win for us. Then um, it was from 9 to 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday, It was 45 minutes of uh, prospecting, five minutes of lead follow-up, 10-minute break. That happened every hour. So even at 11.50, there was a 10-minute lunch break, 12 o'clock back on the phones. So it was very clear to me that my worth being on the phones was worth anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 an hour. So I would spend nine to six on the phones generating appointments. That's all I did every day, all day long. And I did it for a lot of years. And I enjoyed that process. I would spend about an hour and a half um, each morning working on skills. So it was basically role play, two role play partners, out of state role play partners, 30 minutes each. Did that for, had 10 role play partners a week. And every six months I'd switch them out. So it was basically skills, set appointments. That's all I did. In the brokerage business, 
Um, when I did the transition, it was very similar to what I was already doing as a real estate agent. I had to make outbound calls, recruiting calls. Um, I had to set appointments, had to deal with objections. I had to present, I had to close hire, you know, and it's all these percentages, tracking our ratios, tracking our numbers, same story. So to make that transition for me was very easy. And so now the bigger we get, I'm just building my internal sales team of recruiters okay, to um, do the same thing, prospect, role play, prospect, present, um, and basically the same process that I did. So now we're building a sales team internally for building the brokerage where we have six, seven or eight recruiters on the phones all day, every day, setting appointments, pre-qualifying, doing the presentation, closing for, you know, for the hire, same process, same process goes for the real estate agent. So I talk to them every day about what I did, how, how to go about it, how to get to a point where you just push everything off, all the ideas, all the things that you have, put them on one sheet of paper, two sheets of paper, park it and stay focused five, six, seven hours on lead generation. And basically the job of the agent for me is three things. They have to list properties. They have to get the listing sold and then, and then put buyers under contract. Well, mm. like I said yesterday in our sales meeting is in today's market right now, and I assume, Greg, that you're, you're dealing with this because it seems like across the country it's an issue where there's a lack of inventory. Yes, and it feels like it's two. It feels like it's 2004, 2005 again. And um, it is right now, if I just list properties right now as an agent, the properties are going to automatically sell. I really don't have to put too much work into it. And number two, with the lack of inventory, buyers are cheating on their agents and going to the listing agents to be able to put <laughs> offers in on those new listings, Right. So if yes. all I do is focus on taking listings all day, every day, then number two and number three is automatically going to happen. So how do we get our salespeople to focus 90% of their day to find listings day in, day out, all day, every day, not just from nine to 12, but from 12 to five, from five to eight. So if you're not in a presentation, you should be on the phones. You should be out knocking doors, whatever you're doing to generate listings. So that's what we, te we teach all day long, every day. So, uh, drop the mic, Matt. <laughs> drop the say. mic. Just drop the mic. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to go take a break. Yeah. yeah. Juan, that was awesome. Thank you <laughs> yeah, so much. Really for just, you, know, you know what I love about you, Juan, is that we, you and I kind of grew up with the same coach, right? Mike Ferry, you know, we both had Tony DeSello. So, you know, I'm just sitting here applauding you because, you know, it's, it's, it's like things that we've been taught. We've been, uh, we've, you know, we, we, you know, the good thing is Juan, you were a student, you had a teacher, you were a student, you listened, you, you listened, you were coachable. You applied it, you practiced, and now you're able to teach it. And that's just fantastic. I mean, I think that's what it's all about going from agent to entrepreneur is, you know, people want to just go and be the business owner so darn fast. But what you did is you actually were nobody. You were a brand new license, got to Mike Ferry before you even had your license. You were nobody in the sense of didn't have a license, meaning. Right. And, uh, and then you start from there. So you couldn't have started at any lower level than where you were. Now, through the process, just like me, I'm sure you failed and did some things that didn't work out. Like, what are some things that you earned, that you learned in your earlier, earlier years of building your personal pr production that you said, wow, I learned a lesson. And now I want to make sure that the agents that I bring into my company and my team and that I build in the future, I want to make sure that they don't make those same mistakes. What is, uh, share something with us, uh, share, share something on that one. 
So one mistake that happened to me uh, was we were we were in an office and we had the team. I'm prospecting hard, and it, I was in an environment where that wasn't supported. And so mm. being loud, being on the phones, being on the headset, uh, it was irritating other folks within the inside the office. So it became clear to me that uh, it became clear to me that we had to we had to move, and um, and so I said, well, let's find a location. Let's create our own environment um, because we didn't find any environments that were going to work for us. Let's create our own environment. So during that time, I ended up moving to home office and I had never done that before. And uh, I moved to home office, get it all set up. And so I'm prospecting there, very focused. And then two months later, as we're looking for space, two months later, we are saying, okay, um, it is... I'm prospecting. I don't have appointments till the later afternoon. Maybe I don't have to wear my tie. And then a month later, before you know it, um, I'm not wearing my jacket. I'm not, you know, I'm not no longer, maybe I'm, I'm prospecting from jeans. Maybe I got now my sandals on. And five months later, you're just, you're in shorts. Uh, you're not showering in the morning. You're showering before you're going out to your presentations. Home environment is not a business environment in my eyes. And I will never make that mistake again. I talked to the agents about that. And it is true. The home office production to an office inside the uh, an agent inside of the office, the production is two, three, four times stronger than the home office agent. For, so for home office agents, um, when you go see your doctor, you don't go to their house. When you go see your attorney, you don't go to their home. They're inside of a professional office, a professional building. So my advice to be, would be to agents that if you're in a home office and you really want to double, triple your production, get out of the home. So that was one big mistake that I made. Yeah, yeah, got it. I believe it. The, yeah, which uh, which doesn't speak well for the the whole virtual brokerage movement. So, so that that's a big thing, and that's a hard part for us to. So, so for example, we have two hundred ten agents, mm-hmm. um, one hundred forty, one hundred fifty work inside of the office, and so it is. Uh, it it creates a, a crazy environment that we have. It's an incredible environment, but there's a lot of you know, uh, a lot of prospecting, a lot of stuff going on. Um, it is, but they say that with the, the future of the business, and these are the leaders in the industry, they say the future of the business is virtual and work from your vehicle, work from your home. And, um, and so it's hard for us to accept that because if we want to grow in a very big way, it almost seems that we have to say we have to be open to these other ideas. But I just have a tough time. It's hard for me to say it's okay if you work from your car and you work from home. And you'll be perfectly fine and you'll be focused. It's hard for me to say that when I know internally, I, I went through it for a six or eight month period as we were finding our new location. And uh, so I don't promote it. I'm not a big fan of the whole virtual stuff. You know, and I think the um, the virtual stuff may have a role, but I think it has a role in um, it's a it's a definitely smaller minded, and and surely I'm not trying to offend anybody that's really trying to go virtual. That I'm not um, I'm not resisting uh, virtual myself, but I think what we're talking about here, Juan, and what I hear is like if somebody really wants to develop out a, a, a career. A real career worth owning. Not, you know, five deals is fantastic production for those that have five deals as their as their big goal. But you know, if somebody's really wanting to build a business and and make a living and and make a hundred thousand dollars, then a lot of times they got to go a little bit beyond than just kind of like a little mom and pop in the house type of of business. Because I think even though technology technology allows us to go virtual if we want to, the um, technology is also equipping the consumer with more knowledge 
knowledge. And, and as the consumer becomes more knowledgeable, they start seeking out the true professionals. They, they're, they're a little less forgiving for people that are just kind of part-timing and whatnot. They're really seeking out because they've figured out that they can pay practically the same and actually get such a higher level of professionalism, resources, marketing power, and whatnot. So that's just my take on it. And, and we'll see how the, uh, how the industry continues to evolve. So if you give me 10 agents that just stay at home and you give me another 10 agents that come in suited up, show up every morning at eight o'clock to the office and they stay there till five, six, seven o'clock at night, I guarantee you, even if we coach both the same, the Mm. difference in production in commissions and income on somebody showing up every single day, treating their business as a real business, getting on the phones, lead generating most of the day, uh, it's just a night and day difference. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what we talk about all day, every day. You have to show up. Number one thing is show up. If you don't show up, there's nothing that we can do, you know, to really get you going. If you, if you don't show up and we're not, you know, we're not working on your skills, you're not in lead generation, uh, you're not here all day. Or if you, or you show up and you take off at one or two o'clock and you go home or three o'clock, then, you know, it's like saying you're closing your business down. Uh, and it is your, your, the agents are independent contractors. They are entrepreneurs and the ones that want to succeed at a high level, they got to be willing to put the 10, 12 hours in plus in order to succeed in a big way. And, and for me, it is, it is, you know, our model is hard work, more money. Um, during my 10 or 12 year career, I worked from seven 30 in the morning, seven, seven, seven 30 in the morning till nine o'clock at night. Wasn't a good thing, but in order to be unique, different, earn $1.5 or $2 million a year, you had to put, put the hours in. So I worked six days a week for a long period of time. Eventually, I built a team out. I was able to delegate, and I was able to work Monday through Friday, um, you know, basically 8 to 6, 8 to 7. And, uh, and for me, that is like easy hours. That's easy work. And, and just be on the phones all day, that was, to me, the perfect, you know, the perfect situation. Uh, and, and that is I worked... I still work that hard because I chose to, because I still could have done a million dollars plus and work three days a week. Uh, so I choose to work and I believe showing up is a critical part to be successful in the real estate business. I, I tell my agents sometimes I say, you got to show up to blow up. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's show it. Up. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so where are you going, Juan? I mean, you've, mm-hmm. You've um, you've kicked some butt on the producing side, on, on a personal production side. I mean, you're you're kicking butt on the uh, the ownership side. But you know, knowing you, I think that you're probably now just warming up and just figuring this thing out. And yeah. now you're probably, I have a feeling that you're about ready to really take off. Um, but where where are we going to see you in the next couple of years? I mean, what, what what's what's next for you? So, so one thing that I would like is that we, that we build our headquarters and our bed headquarters, if you could kind of imagine this a little bit, um, imagine, so imagine during my real estate career was one, one plus two or three buyer agents prospecting. Then we go into the brokerage business and we've got 20 or 30 people prospecting. Now we got a lot more people on the phones in lead generation listing properties. So imagine at, at headquarters, our main office, we have five to 700 agents showing up, producing on the phones. And we have one location that is doing five, six, seven, eight thousand transactions a year. That is the vision. That is what we see uh, where we have a sales floor that has, you know, not right now we have one floor that has 85 workstations, um, but that we have a sales floor that holds 
four, five, six, seven hundred salespeople. And could our city do it? Can we do it? I think we can. And um, so we have headquarters and then we have small offices all over the city covering the city to where, you know, we end up doing eight, 10, 12, 13,000 transactions in the Las Vegas market. So um, it is, it's a journey. Um, so you're not going to duplicate the infrastructure. You'll have a, basically kind of like a Rilogy does, right? They have their hub. Yes. And then you'll have your boutiques or your offices, but instead of Correct. you're not going to duplicate the marketing department, the uh, the bookkeeping, the accounting, no. and all so that other stuff. You'll have that in your headquarters. Yes. Got it. Yes. So, and so, so then the other offices are boutique footprints. Correct, and they and they could be somewhere around twenty five hundred to three thousand square foot offices. We may have eight, ten, or twelve of them around the city. Um, our coaching, we would have our business coaches. We're either using the business coaches from Mike Ferry. Or yep. we have our coaches here within the company, and we can coach agents throughout each branch, but we do it from the main office. Um, mm-hmm. All of our recruiting calls and all of our recruiters are at the main office, recruiting to branches and to headquarters. Um, accounting, everything, um, relocation, would be all serviced and handled from the main office. Um, our training that we do every day, we would Skype it into all the branches. Um, our sales meetings, same thing. It's basically, you know, would be live playing in all branches, um, however, the real deal, everything happens at the main office. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. You know, I think what's uh, also fascinating, and Matt, you probably, you know, with the podcast that you're on and, and that you uh, that you moderate, so many people are building these teams and have dreams of doing 5,000 transactions or some variation of a lot of transactions. And their whole process and their, their business model is building a hub and then getting other small little kiosk-type offices all around the country, right? That's the right. expansion. Because I'm going to be in Las Vegas. That's where my home is. That's where I I work, but I'm going to also, you know, build out uh, expansion to Charlotte, and then I'm going to go to New Jersey, and then I'm going to go to Idaho. I like how you're one. You're just saying, you know what? And there's enough transactions in this particular market. Let me stay laser focused on this market and just keep clipping off more market share, more market share, more market share. I think that's the the best way to do it. I I, I commend you for that. I know Mike Ferry would would tell us both that that's what we need to do and stop thinking about going across the country before we've actually, we own the current market that we're in. That's right. Uh, That's it. That's uh, he, he taught me this is uh, uh, clean up your own backyard first, you know, Mm -hmm. until you are dialed in the way that you want, you're hitting your goals, your systems and everything else. Don't plan on going anywhere else until your backyard is cleaned up first. So for, for me, there's 70,000, 75,000 transactions that happen in this marketplace each year. I mean, wh- why can't we capture, you know, 10, 15,000, you know, transactions? I mean, that's really only, you know, what, 10 or 15%. Uh, it's not a big deal. Why can't we do it? You know, so I'm confident we will build it. It's just a matter of time. Uh, it is, uh, like my friend George Moore says, patience and persistence, persistence and patience. And, um, and so, uh, that's what, what we're doing. That's where we're at. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Well, and that's a pretty good place to wrap it up, but I want, uh, wanted for you to mention kind of how people can connect with you, especially if they're in that Las Vegas market, uh, and, and they themselves are an agent or they have people that are uh, in, in their circle that are thinking about getting into the business and they should come talk to you about joining your brokerage and your team there. So how do people reach you and connect with you? Um, so they, they would just call the main office, look up century 21 Americana, look me up, uh, look up our vice president of sales, Alex Garza, 
and uh, we're here every day. If you just show up to the office, guess what? We're here. Uh, we don't go anywhere. We live and breathe inside <laughs> of headquarters. Uh, we don't leave to meet people and to do stuff. We work. We work every day. And anybody that comes to visit, uh, visit us, we, you know, we make sure we make them feel welcomed. And uh, so anybody could show up uh, here to the office. What we look for in somebody that does want to be successful, any, any agent inside the city or you're in some other market, want to relocate to Las Vegas, all we're asking for is that uh, you have the desire to succeed and earn a lot of money and that you give us work ethic. If you give us those two things, we will help you make two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, the sky's the limit. You have to make the decision. That's awesome. Very cool. And then, Greg, remind everybody of how they should connect with you. Well, of course, I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and uh, it's very easy. Greg Harrelson at Gmail. So feel free to, to email me any questions. Uh, you know, I can uh, uh, I will take the time to answer those questions. A lot of people, as I said before, are surprised at how many uh, questions I'll actually answer and, and I'll put some thought to it. So feel free to reach out to me. And uh, and Juan, I just want to say thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. I was actually excited j- to just be in the audience, not only just to be, you know, for you to be on our the, the podcast, but I actually knew I was going to pick up some good uh, nuggets also. And I, I got tons of notes there. So thank you so much. So, 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 so I'd like to share just this thought here. You were an inspiration to me, even when you didn't know it, because when you were doing 500 deals and I was doing 150, I designed my office working with Tony DeCello to build out doing 500 transactions. And the inspiration was what he would share with me, what you were doing, where you had you know, two closing coordinators, two listing coordinators, your buyer team, and how you were listing so many properties. That was kind of the blueprints for me. And that's who I, you know, we achieved it. We got there, but you set that up. You were doing it. So you were an inspiration to us and helped me create the vision of where we're at today. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for mentioning that. That's always nice to, to, to hear. I, I'm, I'm glad to know that I make, uh, you know, that I made a contribution, especially to somebody 100%. like yourself. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Awesome. Thank you for your friendship. You're welcome. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you, everybody that's on the Facebook live feed with us here. We really appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, and uh, if you are listening or watching this uh, after the fact, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, either iTunes or Stitcher for the audio version, depending on your preference. Uh, and guys, make sure to get to the free training video that Greg and I did on how to get started with marketing automation. Greg, that that is basically what you're known for. One of the main things you're known for in the real estate world. Uh, you can go, guys can go to theleveluppodcast.com slash free. And that is where you can subscribe to the show and get that training video automatically. That's a, like a 25 minute in-depth training we did on how to get started, some of the common myths, um, and kind of how to take that first step into that world of using something like Infusionsoft to start automating the process of identifying the people that are raising their hands uh, that want to do something uh, with someone like you in real estate. So guys, go there. And uh, for everybody else that's watching or listening, we appreciate it once again, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome, bud.